Welcome back to the Young Buck Bets podcast. And it has been a little bit. It has now been two weeks, two weeks since we last talked on the podcast. Yes, I've been giving out picks. I've been doing all that, but I will give you a little backstory. Last Wednesday was February 2nd. February 2nd just happens to be Groundhog's Day, which is kind of irrelevant to me because February 2nd happens to also be the Young Bucks' birthday. So, obviously, I went out with a guy you've met on the podcast before, my brother, Ryan, my girlfriend, his fiance. We went out. We went out to On the Green in Windsor. It is a great, a absolutely great time. It is a uh, golf simulator. We were playing every famous course you could think of. We've been there before. We've ripped Pebble Beach. We went Pebble Beaching at the simulator. It was a great time. Had a bunch of drinks, obviously. Your boy turned 25. 25 trips around this bitch. I don't know. I'm not young anymore. I woke up that one, or that, uh, it was my first birthday. I woke up, like, on, on the Wednesday there, and I woke up, and I felt like, I don't think I can just be, like, a kid anymore. Like, I think at 25, people start to, like, frown on you if you still do kid things, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't plan on changing anytime soon. So regardless of the fact that I am 25 and we're one year older and we've made it one more trip around this place, I don't know. I ain't going to change and we are still here to stay. Believe it. We got a lot to talk about though because it's been two weeks. It's been nice because there's been no, no football, I guess. It's not been nice. I wish there was football to watch and gamble on, but it's been nice because I haven't had to worry about hammering off the research. I will say right now, you're going to get two podcasts this week. You're going to get one today on Wednesday, and you're going to get one on Friday. I'm going to release it on Friday. You can listen to it on Friday. You can listen to it on Saturday. You can listen to it all day on Sunday to get my full breakdown of the Super Bowl, all of my picks. I'm going to pick my who I'm thinking of going Super Bowl MVP if my Betway app actually does any fun things. Maybe I'll do the coin toss. I'll do this and that. I'll break down the game. I'll let you know who I'm thinking who's going to win. Touchdown scores. Everything. Because you know I'm going to be hammering a bunch of things for the Super Bowl. But what I'm going to talk about today is just a few picked out topics. Maybe I'm going to start off with something actually before I give you the rundown. The last two weeks without football being on, I've been able to watch a couple of things on Netflix or Apple TV, whatever you guys have. You can watch it on either one. The first thing I watched was the Tinder Swindler on Netflix. And I would love to throw a poll out there. This is all just off the top of my head because I actually I love these shows. But it was the Tinder Swindler or the Tinder Swindler. And this guy, I would like to put a poll out there to all women in the world, just women answer and be like, would you fall for this? Like my girlfriend instantly was like, no. I know for me personally, if it was the other way around and it was a girl doing the swindling to me, I would have been like out out a hundred bucks. I'd have been like, dude, don't take my money. That's my money. We've been dating for a month. I don't care who you are. If you put me on a private jet one time, then pay your own goddamn bills. I could not believe the storyline in the Tinder swindler. The other one that I watched It was a good one. It was on Apple TV, but I'm forgetting the name of it. Maybe it'll come to me. I'll talk to you about it in the second half. But we'll run down our sports topics now. I'll give you a minute about each show in each half of this podcast here because I forget the name of it. I think it was The Line. Was it The Line, Grace? It was The Line. Grace gave me the nod. On Apple TV, it was about a military veteran from, I think it was like SEAL Team 7. They went over to Iraq or Afghanistan, wherever they went over, and they did some shady shit. Their captain got caught doing some war crimes. 
they go through, they have real video. It feels illegal to watch some of the video that they've put out from the military. It was a great watch. It was like two hours. I think the Tinder Swindler was also like two hours. They were both very, very long. Actually, no, no, no. The Line is a four-episode, 45-minutes-each-episode documentary series. The Tinder Swindler is a two-hour documentary. So they're about the same length either way you look at it. But they're both great. I would suggest you watching them. Now the football's over. If you have a little extra time, watch those. The Line on Apple TV and The Tinder Swindler on Netflix. So now, to run down the sports topics that I'm going to talk about here today, I'm going to talk about the Tom Brady retirement saga because that's what it turned into. It turned into a saga. And I actually saw something. I didn't put it in my notes here, but I just saw something on my phone. It popped up a couple minutes before I started recording, and it was a Pat McAfee thing on YouTube that said, apparently Tom Brady's already talking about coming out of retirement. That's insanity to me. If he does that already, if he pulls the Brett Favre where he comes out of retirement two, three times, I'll actually kind of be pissed at him. But if he comes out and says, I just want to get out of Tampa Bay, I will respect it. <laughs> so we'll talk about Tom Brady's retirement saga. We're going to talk about some new faces in new places, some new NFL head coaches, where they ended up, my take on them. Even though I'm not the most knowledgeable guy in the world when it comes to offensive and defensive coordinators, it is still nice to know who's going where and where they were before. So I'm going to give you my take on some new faces in some new places. I'm also going to do a Toronto Maple Leafs midseason review. Now that we're just past the All-Star break, I'm going to do some review. All of the stats I'm going to give out you or give out to you in that are from pre-All-Star break. So they played on Monday. They play again tonight. All the stats are from before the All-Star break, half season or mid-season report. I'm going to finish it off with a Toronto Raptors update because if you're a bandwagon fan like me, it is time to hop on. So, let's start with the Tom Brady retirement saga. It was reported early, which I thought was kind of like, it was wild to me that a legend of the game like this couldn't even just say that he was retiring himself. Sorry, I got to deal with a kitten on my table here. She's going after the podcast setup. Me and Miss L's. She's got to go. She makes an appearance every week. But I thought he should have been able to say his own retirement, do his own thing, but he didn't. Adam Schefter, Jeff Darlington, they reported it early. The one thing, like I said, I respected with Adam Schefter is that he did an interview later on in the day, and they're like, Tom Brady and his camp are disputing this. And I literally loved it. He's sitting in a background like me, and they were like, do you stand by your report, Adam? Adam Schefter, do you stand by your report? He's sitting there, and he says, I do. And that was it. The man doubled down and said, this guy is retiring. I don't care what his camp is saying. Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington reported it first. I kind of respect that aspect of it where he was like, I, I, ain't, I ain't backing down off this. I don't care who it is. I reported this first, me and Jeff Darlington. But it's not often that you get to say you watched a career of one of the greatest of all time. I'm not old enough to sit here and say I watched Michael Jordan dominate the NBA. I didn't. I just didn't see it. So, To say that I got to watch Tom Brady dominate the NFL like he did is honestly, I put out a tweet about it. It's like, it's honestly an honor to be able to say I got to watch Tom Brady. It's a thing I'll tell my grandkids about. Be like, they'll be like, oh, look at that guy. He's so such a good quarterback. Be like, you know what? The best quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Like he's nothing compared to Tom Brady. Let me roll through some stats. I'm sorry, YouTube, because I'm going to be staring at my stat sheet. He is the all-time leader in pass yards completions, passing touchdowns. He's got five Super Bowl MVPs, seven Super Bowl titles, 
three MVPs, and he's competing for his fourth year. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him the league MVP as a parting gift. What a career. What a career. Like I said, it was an absolute honor to watch this man dominate the league, and thank you to Timmy Brady for all the entertainment over his 22-year career. I honestly... There's rumors, obviously, like I said, with the Pat McAfee thing. Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? I'd like to see him stay out. But like I said, there is a storyline to be said that he was he may have went to Tampa and said, I want to get out of here. I don't want to come back. I don't think we're going to win a Super Bowl. I want to go play somewhere else for maybe my last season and do a farewell tour. And Tampa said, we ain't doing that, man. We ain't releasing you. We're not trading you. We think we can win still, and you're not going anywhere. You signed here for, I think it was a three- or four-year deal. So he might have said... All right, I'm out. I'll take a year off. I'll come back at 46 because Tom Brady's always talked about playing until he's 50. He might have said, I'm going to come back, play at 46, play at 47, play at 48. He may play again. I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to buy into it right now. I think his family really wants him to stop. I think he stopped for his family. If he just stopped like this, I don't think it would be a head office thing. I think Brady would have made it public and then got out and then kept playing. I do think he is done. Tom Brady. Now we're going to talk about some new head coaches in new places. Matt Eberflus, the Colts defensive coordinator, gets a job with the Chicago Bears. And I'm not going to pretend that I know Matt Eberflus or that I was friends with Matt Eberflusen. But the only thing that I will say is that I thought little Jimmy Harbaugh from Michigan was going to get this job. Everything was pointing to Jimmy Harbaugh getting this job, and he just didn't. They went with Matt Eberflus. He ended up having to say, I'm going back to Michigan. He he went back to Michigan with his tail between his legs, being like, the NFL didn't hire me, Michigan. Sorry, I have to come back and coach. Even though he was gone for recruiting, it's weird. Matt Eberflus gets the Bears job, and that it was shocking to me. I got a cat crawling up my leg once again. The next one that I want to talk about is Nathaniel Hackett, the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator, signs with the Denver Broncos. I think that that is just an all-out play to try to get Aaron Rodgers enticed to come to Denver. I think he's going to maybe be enticed to go there. Denver's a big market. They're for sale. Peyton Manning's talking about owning it. Imagine an ownership group with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in it. That would be pretty sick. I know that's just a Young Buck Betts conspiracy theory, but Tom Brady retires. He's got all of those businesses that he's trying to make. Peyton Manning's doing all these things, building his wealth. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in an ownership group owning the Denver Broncos, Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. That would be pretty insane. And Nathaniel Hackett, the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator, is a great way to start that process. All right, my kitty is just running over my notes. She's going over my laptop. Apologize to the fans. She won't apologize to nobody. But anyways, like I said, I'm a professional. You got to deal with different things when you got an at-home office. It's a million-dollar studio with kittens running around everywhere my next hire that I want to talk about is Doug Peterson with the Jacksonville Jaguars the reason why I want to talk about this is Doug Peterson was kind of a sought-after coach when it came down to all the reporting everyone's like he's going to get a great job he may get the best job on the market which everybody was saying they thought was the Denver job they have some salary cap they only have to figure out the quarterback and maybe a couple pieces on defense and they're ready to make a push but He ends up signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe he sees something that he can just flip around Trevor Lawrence and turn him 
into the stud that everybody knows that he is, and that will turn the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise around. I just think that Doug Peterson is setting himself up for failure going to Jacksonville. It just seems like it's just a coaching carousel there. Every couple of years, they need a new coach. Their owner, Malky, he just, I don't know. He's no good. He's no good. The last one that I want to talk about, maybe the most important one, actually, this is now that I say it, this probably was the best head coaching job that you could get, is Josh McDaniels with the Raiders. Former Patriots, I believe he was the offensive coordinator with the Patriots, gets the job with the Raiders, and I think that that is massive. Al Davis, the owner of the Raiders, signed John John Gruden to like a 10-year deal, put him as the coach and the GM, and told him, run your show. Run your show. I love that. Mark Davis definitely hired Josh McDaniels and whoever he hired else from New England as the GM there and told them, run your show. I think Josh McDaniels is overqualified as a head coach. He's been in the uh, head coaching conversation for the last three years. He was on a bird to Indianapolis to take the head coaching job last, last year and told the pilot, turn this bitch around. I'm going back to New England. I'm going home. I don't know. He is overqualified to be a head coach. I think he goes in with that Raiders job and kills it. I think once Derek Carr's contract is up, I don't think you can win with Derek Carr. I've said it before. I just don't think he's a great quarterback. I don't think you can win with Derek. But once next year comes up, imagine if Tom Brady comes back and plays with Raiders. But it doesn't matter. Josh McDaniels is going to have that team turned around, and I love that hire by the Raiders. Josh McDaniels. I love it. A couple other hires, I think. I think there's no more head coaching jobs. I think before when I did these notes, the Saints, Texans, and Dolphins jobs were still open. I think they got filled either today, uh, either today or on Tuesday, Monday, one of those days. I did the notes on Sunday. They've been filled since then. But Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, went with the Vikings. Everybody was talking about Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, being the front runner to get that job. Then Jimmy Harbaugh, but neither of them get it. Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, is who it, offensive coordinator who is um, rumored to get it, but they can't make it official until the Super Bowl is over. The Giants they hired Brian Dable, the Bills or Dayball, the Bills offensive coordinator. This is another guy who was probably overqualified for a head coaching job. A former Bill Belichick prodigy. He's been under the Belichick wing. I think he can be a good head coach. This caused a lot of controversy with the Brian Flores situation. I am going to get a little bit more information on that, talk about that in my next podcast with the whole football, the Super Bowl picks, but Brian Dable to the Giants. That's another one, though, where the Giants, like I I heard somebody from the Giants talking about um, like how Daniel Jones is a more skilled quarterback and more efficient quarterback and everything than Tua Tagovailoa. And it's like, how could you even say that? Those two are the exact same, and there's no working around it. For now, let's see what sponsored the podcast this week. I can imagine it's absolutely great. And then we'll get into the Leafs midseason update and the Raptors update. Let's go. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Young Buck Bets Podcast YouTube channel. These guys reached out to me personally, sent me a DM on all of my socials and said, I would love to sponsor the pod. So what I'm going to do for them, shout them out big time here at the Young Buck Bets Podcast. We're going to shout them out. Go follow the Young Buck Bets Podcast YouTube channel right now. Go do it. You won't regret it. Chill out, man. 
Nobody likes broccoli that much, dude. Nobody should be that fired up to shove a piece of raw broccoli right into their gullet. It's a little bit weird. But you know what? That's what we're into here at the Young Buck Bets Podcast. We love broccoli. Imagine if broccoli was actually a sponsor of the pod. You just got a lifetime supply of broccoli. It'd be pretty healthy, but I wouldn't really be into it. I don't actually like it that much. I just did it kind of, I don't know. Who cares about broccoli? What am I doing here? What are we doing here? Amateur hour talking about broccoli. But either way, let's get into what we are here to talk about. Second half, like I said, we're going to get a podcast on Friday, breaking down all my bets for the Super Bowl, breaking down the game, breaking down everything about the Super Bowl. So this second half is just going to be a Toronto Maple Leafs update, midseason report. All the stats are from before the All-Star game. Like I said, they play on Thursday. I think I was wrong in the first half. I think I said they play Wednesday. They actually play on Thursday. So I'm ready to do this. But the one thing I would ha- I have to talk about, I have to talk about it. I think you guys all saw it. I posted all of my stuff. We got a clean sweep in gambling last night. NBA parlays, NHL goal scores, Sydney, the kidney, Crosby, Geno's with Malkin out, Pittsburgh Penguins, the dogs on the money line, cash for us, NBA parlay, Celtics minus eight and a half, Bucks money line, plus 220, plus 200 goal score, plus 110 on the money line for the dogs, all plus money picks. We go 3-0, and clean sweep. I know a couple people actually messaged me and tailed, and they were fired up this morning when they woke up and their account was full. If I don't know you, and you followed, you're welcome. Send little Timmy to school. Go buy him an ice cream. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But let's start off with the Toronto Maple Leafs mid-season report. They got a massive stretch here coming up. 42 games in the last 90 days of the season. They're going to have to probably do some load management. If you're playing in Arizona, uh, Montreal, and Ottawa late in the season with 10, 15 games down the stretch, you might have to rest Marner a game. They may... Rest Matthews a couple games. Give Jack Campbell a few games off. Let Mrazek start. The only thing that I will say, they are 29, I think now, they are 30, 10, and 3. They're on pace to absolutely crush their all-time points record as a franchise. I think they're on pace for 120 maybe, 116, 118 after after, uh, Monday night's win. That's insane. They are a great team. They have four or five games in hand on Florida and Tampa who are ahead of them. That's why I say they have a legitimate chance of solidifying first place. First place, which would be a thing that I haven't seen since I've been a kid or since I've been following the Leafs. I don't think I've seen them be a first place team. But actually, I guess they were last year. What am I saying? But it was an all-Canadian division. We all know that kind of has an asterisk beside it. It was kind of weird. But they're proving to everyone that said they're only good because of the Canadian division. They're walking around slapping, letting their you-know-whats hang. They dropped their nuts and beat everybody in America this year. Them and a handful of other teams are solidifying themselves as true cup contenders. And on top of playing great as a team, these guys are playing great as a team. They're getting great performances. I'm going to break from different guys, different parts of the lineup. They're getting great performances. I'm going to go over that. Don't you worry. But they have a, f- a few guys lighting up the stat sheet. And your boy may have called something like this at the start of the season. I don't remember what episode it in. it's in. You'll have to go back and listen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Listen to them all. Listen to them all. I don't care. Listen to them all. Find it where I said it. I believe that I said that the Toronto Maple Leafs were going to have four to possibly five 30 goal scorers or 82 point getters, point per game, guys. And right now, they have five. They got 
Matthews, who has 51 and 39. Nylander, 40 and 42. Tavares, 40 and 41. Riley, 38 and 42. And Marner, 37 and 33. That was before Monday night's game. I know Matthews had a couple. I know Marner had a couple. I know Tavares had a couple points. I know that Willie Nylander scored. Like, these guys lighted up every single night. And the thing that was about them was is they always got their cookies. They always got theirs, but they didn't win as a team. But now they're getting theirs and they are playing well as a team. They're playing well defensively and they're doing everything they need to do to get the wins. Is it the regular season? Yes. Do I want to put the cart before the horse? Yes, I do. But no, I don't. I really don't. I don't want to get carried away as that classic Leafs fan. But that amount of points from those amount of players, like five guys being a point-per-game guy or over a point-per-game guy, you don't see that every day. They're getting scoring from a lot of angles. And even, like like I said, there's a big drop-off after those five guys to the next five. But at the same point, if those five guys are hot and you get a contribution from just one other guy every single night, one guy, one other guy, you're going to win. You're going to win, especially if that guy is Jack Campbell, Peter Mrazek, Andre Kasha. David Camp, these are guys that have played amazing for the Leafs and really solidified roles. Michael Bunting, this is a guy that really nobody knew of. I didn't really know uh, uh, David Camp or, or Andre Kasha before the season. These guys are awesome. Andre Kasha is a player that I think is going to be great in the playoffs, barring he stays healthy. I know he's had injury problems in the past. If this guy stays healthy, he's going to be a great player for us in the playoffs. A, a great one, a great one. I like it. I like him a lot. Like I said, Michael Bunting, great surprise out of nowhere. Being able to play with Matthews, Marner, whoever he is going with, he's on the top six, and he is killing it. He is great. He has replaced Zach Hyman almost perfectly. And like I said, David Camp and Andre Kasha, they kind of play heavier. They bring that energy. David Camp's in a legitimate third-line center that brings the energy, wins face-offs, kills penalties. We used to have a, a full team of these guys. He is perfect in the role that he is in right now, and I love it. They're getting also great performances from those other than just those three and the big boys. They're getting great performances. Rasmus Sandin, he's solidifying himself as a legitimate NHL defenseman. He's playing better and better all the time. Ilya Mikheyev, since he's been back, has almost been a point-per-game guy. This guy's been playing great. Jack Campbell, Alexander Kerfoot. The list goes on and on and on. These guys are playing great, great hockey right now. It's fun to watch. Now it comes to the conversation of with the trade deadline coming up here, what do we need at the deadline? And it's been the same thing for the Leafs for a while. We need another solid defense and we need another Jake Muzzin deal. My thing is with the Leafs, like I said, I think they're they're all over it. Like I think they're very close to being that cup contender. I think this team, if you don't get two rounds out of this team, you may have to do something to shake it up big time. Because like I said, I get that they're performing and you just got to keep going back to the well because eventually it'll work. Look at Ovechkin. Look at it. Like, it'll work eventually with these guys. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Dubas is wrong. I just don't think he's going to be allotted the 10-year time that he might need for that to happen. I think if they don't get his second round, like they're minimum a second round deep into the second round. Even if you lose six, seven games, I think as a fan, I would be happy. It'd be like, that's something we can build on. Next year, we go for three. Next year, we go for, like, you know what I'm saying? It's something that you can build on instead of just getting booted in the first round again. But like I said, what do you need? Like I said, you need a solid defenseman. A guy that I think would have been perfect for the Leafs is Evander Kane. And do you want him in a locker room? No, because I mean, obviously, yes, people can change and he can turn it around and, and we only see what we see. So maybe he's a better guy in the locker room than everything's reported on. But 
he was a guy that you could put in your top six and he brought something completely different than anybody else that we have. He has the skill. He can score, but he also plays a very heavy game. He can fight. He's a little bit gritty. He's great come playoff time if he can keep it under wraps and keep like he's kind of got that Nazem Kadri in him where he could take a dumb penalty at any time and it could cost him a few games at any time. But you get what I'm saying. He was a guy that I think would have been perfect to fit in to that Leafs lineup. He brings something different, whatever. The one thing I'll say about Evander Kane, I think it was a great signing by Edmonton. I think he's doing well so far. He's playing with McDavid. How do you not do well? He did that interview, and he kind of called out Jeff O'Neill. I think his exact quote was like, uh, I wish Jeff O'Neill was still playing in the league now because of the comments that he made. I'm a big fan of Overdrive. I listened to Overdrive all week long. I was hoping that Jeff O'Neill was going to say something, even if it was just like an apology, nothing. Jeff O'Neill just doesn't say a word. It was like, I think you missed out on an opportunity. A little bit disappointing that we didn't get any type of drama factor from those two boys. A little bit of back and forth would have been awesome considering one has a radio show and the other one's in the NHL that's not afraid to speak out on a microphone. I think it would have been a great little back and forth, but... They missed out on strong words from Evander Kane for Jeff O'Neill, saying he was wishing he could dummy him in the league right now if he was still there. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. So we'll move on to the Raptors preview because I've been ripping with this team the last maybe seven, eight games, and it's been the proper time to hop on a bandwagon. I can't even lie. When we got Kawhi, I really followed that year because in my mind, regardless of how technical a team is regardless of how much they play as a team regardless of how good defensively are they are how good coach they are if you don't have that superstar you ain't gonna win I'm like yeah you can probably point out oh yeah this team one time this team one time but I can probably point out to you 150 championships where it was a superstar that carried the show at some point and they were the reason why they won bring it back to the Raptors championship there was a story that came out with Kawhi it was in a game they were losing to the Bucks, whatever else. Nick Nurse said, we're going to have to make some adjustments. We're going to have to make some adjustments when we go back to Toronto. Whatever else, we're going to have to figure this out. And Kawhi stood up and said, the adjustment is that I'm covering Giannis. Well, he covered Giannis, shut him down. They end up winning. They go on. You need a guy like that. The Raptors don't have him. But, <sighs> little rant. But from a gambling perspective, this team has won six in a row, eight of their last ten Eight of their last 10, this team is hot right now, and they're not supposed to be that good. You can. This team could be an absolute cash cow right now, a cash cow for you if you're gambling. Throw them in on parlays. They're, they're hitting spreads too. Third quarter money lines. I lost on one on Monday night, and it was the first third quarter they lost in the last eight games, but this team flies in the third quarter. If you see third quarter money line for the Raptors, I would suggest hitting it until this trend stops. I think they win by an average of 8.6 points per third quarter. There's a little nugget for you. But like I said, they've won, they're now six games over 500 on this six-game win streak, eight of their last 10. Gary Trent Jr. is playing the best basketball of his career. The guy just went on a streak scoring 30 points a game for like four or five games in a row. He's nailing threes all day long. I love watching this guy play. The way he shoots, his confidence, he's got a little swagger. I hope Gary Trent Jr. sticks around for a little bit. On top of that, Freddie Van Vliet, all-star. What a story that is. Undrafted free agent. I think they said he was either one of uh, three or four undrafted players to ever make an all-star game in the NBA. Great to have him in Toronto. The guy's a superstar. He deserves it. He bet on himself his whole career. I love that. You love hearing those stories. Fred Van Vliet, all-star. Pascal Siakam. He's starting to really turn it on here. He just won the player of 
the week in the Eastern Conference. I think he's going to end up getting a nod for the All-Star game eventually here. I don't know. Spicy P. He's spicy right now. This guy's spicy right now. And they're all rolling. But like I said, I don't think they're going to go deep in the playoffs. They don't really have that superstar guy. They don't even have many people coming off the bench. When I watch Danilo Banton or Danilo, whatever his name is, Banton, he comes off the bench a little bit. Precious Achua comes off the bench quite a bit. And Boucher comes off the bench quite a bit. Other than that, there is nobody else. They roll with eight guys and eight guys only. I've seen everybody talking about this Boron Bogdanovich. That's who we need to go get. Imagine I can't say Danilo Banton, but I can say Boron Bogdanovich. But anyways, <laughs> I, I think they do need to get a little bit of help on that bench. Just because, you know what? If you're in a play-in spot right now and you're going for it, you might as well take that shot. Give yourself, don't go for that superstar. Don't waste draft picks. Don't waste the future because you're going to end up needing some of that. But just get a guy. Help out the boys. Show them like, hey, we see you guys running 50 minutes a night at one point this season. We're going to get you guys some help that's going to help you score, going to let you go sit down with some ease and let whoever come in. If it's Bogdanovich, if you get another big man to a true seven-footer, I think that would be the play for the Raptors. In other NBA news, I think I said it in my little quick hitter video yesterday. I think I'm just going to call them all quick hitters, not just Sunday quick hitters anymore. But in other NBA news, I was looking through the NBA championship uh, futures props on Betway. I seen, or I saw, whatever you want to say, that the Milwaukee Bucks were sitting there at plus 700 to win the championship. I started doing... Get on my little laptop, which is old and shitty, but I get on it anyways. And I start doing the research. A lot of experts are saying that the Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks are the best two teams in the East. And they were saying that when Milwaukee was very injured. They say with a healthy Milwaukee team, they could be the best team in the NBA. I think they're like the third favorite to win at plus 700. That is great odds. I sprinkled a little bit of pizza money, as some would say. Pizza money on them to win the championship and go back to back. Like I said earlier, you need a superstar. Giannis is that guy. The East isn't necessarily that strong. Like if, if they have to face the Raptors, I think the Celtics could give them a, a problem. The Heat could give them a problem. But outside of that, I don't really see much problems in the East for Milwaukee. I really like it. I think they're the best in the East, and they're poised to make a big run here in the second half. And like I said, I just had them against the Lakers last night, and they dominated. They were up 30 at one point. If you're on bet 365, we got the early payout nice and early. On our parlay, because the Celtics hit earlier, and then by the first or second quarter, your parlay was cashed, and you were swept for the night, and you had won money. One time. <laughs> but anyways, that is all I got for you right now. I'm going to be back on Friday. Like I said, Super Bowl preview, all my gambling picks. I've already locked in a few. I'm not going to tell you yet. I've already locked in a few. I'm just doing a little bit more research. I will probably have seven, eight, ten picks, so don't take them all, but pick and choose what you want. Listen to my reasoning behind them, and pick them Oh, I'll be back with picks tonight, probably. I'm going to post a podcast and probably picks. Why not? Get a few, un, let a few people unfollow. I'll be posting like nine times probably today. This has been kind of a long one. But anyways, go follow all the socials. It's at Dylan Kelly Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. I'm even posting TikToks. Subscribe here on YouTube. I don't know how to do this. Give it a like if you want. I don't know how that's going to help me in any way. Give it a like. Subscribe. Subscribe if you're new. Welcome back to the Young Buck Bets channel. I'm out. I'll see you guys on Friday. Ha, ha, ha.